Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Big final hour coming up. Nick Trulson about to join us, Melbourne United CEO. Josh Gabalich will also talk some footy, and we're going to get over to the States and talk about Josh Giddy and the Oklahoma City Thunder with Brandon Rabar, who covers them, a beat writer for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But let's keep our basketball locally. Nick Trulson joins us from Melbourne United. G'day, Nick. G'day, Jules. Thanks for having me. Before we get stuck into the basketball, you're a big uh, sporting fan. I'm sure you would have uh, seen out the journey last night up until about quarter past four watching the tennis, I assume. I wasn't exactly, but I was definitely, uh, yeah, definitely loved seeing the result this morning. That didn't unfortunately go our way for Australia, but geez, what an amazing match! And the Australian Open is is back and and really thriving there in the precinct. Uh, when he returns to the court, Nick Kyrgios, do you still hope he wins, or given he's a uh, part owner of the other mob, do you hope he gets done? Oh no, we'd always want to see Aussies win on the on the big stage. So yeah, hopefully uh, he recovers well and, and gets back on the court soon. It's been a great turnaround from the club, uh, Nick, and you've, you've got this long stretch of games on the road, but you keep picking up wins at the moment and you've, you've turned the season around. It's currently in seventh place, but 13 and 12. The break is the third, 13 and 10. So it's been a great effort from the boys to dig in and, and get these wins on the road and, and really get the season back on track. It sure has. I mean, at five and ten, you know, we, we had lots of good discussions um, internally, and, and that also coincided with getting our full roster back together with Marcus Lee, of course, coming in, but also Shay Ely, who'd missed a lot of the season, um, and just being able to click the, the team together. And you know, XRM was on the on SEN earlier this morning talking a lot about that, just the camaraderie between the team, but the connections that they've now got, um, and to win eight of the last ten, it's been. Yeah, fantastic for everybody, and um, and you know our aim always is to uh, to make the playoffs, and and that's what we're focused on right now. But we have got three games, and we really need to win each each one of them starting tomorrow night in Adelaide. Yeah, so Adelaide, and then on the road again over in New Zealand, uh, where you won a short time ago. But uh, geez, the fans are clearly excited to get back home. February five against the thirty sixes, and there's not a seat left. Yeah, it's phenomenal for us, and I think for the whole NBL. Like you look across every capital city, are just selling out. But to to be sold out nearly three weeks in advance, I don't think. And I asked that internally. The question outside of a playoff game, we've never sold out that quickly, um, which goes to show that there's a lot of interest in the game of basketball, but also um, in the style of play that we play. But uh, our members, fans, and corporates have been unbelievable this year. Get behind us, and you know we're up thirty, thirty-five percent on crowds on the prior year, and. Yeah, I think for everybody um, coming out of COVID, it's great to see fans back across all arenas. I guess it's obviously, we're talking to Nick Trulson, uh, Melbourne United. So it's a challenge for your club because, you know, John Kane Arena is not available and you've got to get on the road for a while. Same with the Phoenix. And we saw it a little bit with the Wildcats as well when the United Cup was in Perth. But I guess it's a, it's a good challenge for the league right now, isn't it? You've got an Australian Open, you've got a BBL, you've got a lot of competition. But in terms of what you're saying, the crowds are still really strong. So the league is holding up even despite this really tough competition from other sports in January? Yeah, I mean, the Phoenix are playing out of the State Basketball Centre and they're getting full crowds as well. I think, you know, Melbourne comes alive. There's, I think people forget that there's 52 pro teams in Melbourne. <laughs> it's um, incredible, isn't it? So it is a very, 
you know, with five and a half million people, the, the cluttered marketplace, probably not, nothing like it anywhere in the world. Um, and that's why it's such a great city to be playing in as part of and, and that's why we proudly wear Melbourne on our jersey. Just going back to an incident, it was a few weeks ago now, but in the game against the Taipans and, and their coach was pretty strong on the treatment uh, Keanu Pinder was receiving. The club wasn't happy with it. You, you put out a statement at the time. It's, where's that sort of been left? Have you had discussions with Cairns? Was there discussions with the league? How did that all sort of settle down? Well, I think we all moved on pretty quickly from that. Um, you know, being asked in press conferences, of course, people, you know, talk about certain things. And I think from our point of view, we just wanted to uh, put out our own statement more around standing up for one of our players, uh, two of our players who we just didn't think um, were put in the right um, light. And, and so we just put it out there, but moved on straight away and, and focus on the next game. So, yeah, that's, uh, we've, we've forgotten about that and, and looking forward to the 36s tomorrow. The league as a whole, it's been... A very tight season. We've been sort of saying that apart from the Bullets and the Hawks, and then you see the Bullets win two games this weekend and the Hawks go over to New Zealand and win last night. So in terms of a, a, an exciting, even competition where anything can happen, um, this would be one of the best seasons we've had for a while. Yeah, I think when you look at it, Illawarra have only won three games, but, gee, they've been in five or six games where they could have won as well. So I think, um, you know, the league, when you talk about any given Sunday concept, you know, the NBL are really under that. And their whole branding campaign around being an unrivaled side of things, I think, is really coming to the fore. And, you know, when you look at it, the next, you know, we were going through all the, the different ramifications of winning versus losing. Uh, nearly every game has an impact on where we finish. So, we just have to play our part. We know that we've got three games that we have to win all of them, and that's sort of been our mentality for the last three weeks. But, yeah, as a game in itself and, and with the, the calibre of players that each team have got, um, it's exciting of where the future of basketball is here in Australia. We see the play-in system for the first time this year in the NBL. Do you like it? I mean, I seem to think the more games that mean something late in the season, the better it is for the sport, probably easier for clubs to sell tickets and, and more eyeballs on the sport. Do you see it? that way? Yeah, I must admit, when it first came out, I wasn't so sure, but uh, of course, we're loving the the opportunity right now because it keeps us alive in it. But when you look at it this year, there could be four teams on 15 wins vying for those those spots. So I think, you know, when you look at it, um, not it might not work out that well every year, but I think it, it definitely keeps things alive. And, um, you know, from eighth all the way up to third spots. So, you know, I think it's a great concept. I think it will, you know, when you look at how well it's worked over in the US. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, you know, hats off to the NBL. I think it's going to be a great concept bringing in. Nick, just a question here off our 40 Winks uh, temper text. You mentioned how, you know, the crowds are up significantly this year for Melbourne United. I've just got a question here from Ben saying, will there ever be a time you think you'll you'll play a match or some matches at Rod Laver Arena? Maybe, you know, sort of big finals or if, if the team's really humming along. Is, is that something that will ever be an option again, do you think? I definitely think it'd be a great angels. Like, you know, you look at the the great old days yeah. of the early nineties, seeing a packed, you know, Rod Rod Laver Arena, which was of course a different name back then, but you know, to see that full with fifteen thousand. There are some different parts to it. I mean, John Kane is such a great setup for our corporate side, but also for our members. But I think, you know, there could be an opportunity as our rivalry continues to grow with South East Melbourne Phoenix that maybe a throwdown in the in the future could be there and, and see how it goes. But being part of that precinct, it's something that we would love to explore at some stage. And I think that will be a great um, show of how big the game's grown if we can get to that stage where we could have a sold-out Rod Laver Arena. Tough first half of the season, as 
you mentioned, and, and look, you're not in the finals yet. As you say, you've got three really big games to come. Was, was there ever a time in the season you thought, mm, I just don't think it's going to happen this year? I, I, I just don't think we can make finals? Or did you, as a club, sort of never lose belief in, in what the team was trying to do? Oh, I think we always kept that faith in the knowing the fact that if we could get healthy, um, that we could make a really good run at it. And I think with 28 games, it probably provides you with that opportunity, unlike some other codes where there might not be as many games. Um, we've been able to um, time our run to perfection and, and hopefully knowing that we still have to win the three games to, to make sure we qualify. But, um, yeah, I, we never lost belief. I think the fact, too, Melbourne has such a great tradition of you know, winning two mm. of the last five championships and always being up there, thereabouts in the finals. And I think, you know, we pride ourselves on wanting to be there and, you know, we didn't want to not be part of this series. So I think that's been a really good driving force within the team. How does it work during this time of the year? I mean, it's not a first. It's been happening for years for, for Melbourne United. It's not affecting your basketball, four wins in a row on the road. But is there, do you sneak back to Melbourne from time to time? How are the players, how do they cope with, you know, such long periods uh, on the road at this time of the year? Yeah, I think it worked for us really well last year. I think we, you know, we won nearly all of our games on the road last year at the same time. So I think that's been a good thing to be able to lean back on um, but we also know that, you know, in between games, and right now we're quite lucky in the fact that each of our last three games are a week apart. So we do have the five days back in Melbourne, back at Hoop City, at our training facility where we can just zone in. Uh, players get and coaches and staff get to spend time still with their families. It's been like, okay, like this afternoon, let's get back to Melbourne Airport um, and it's, uh, it's another mission for us. And so far, so good. Um, but, yeah, the 36ers are going to be really desperate tomorrow night after losing last night. Um, they can't afford to lose from now on in as well. So, um, as I said, it's a, it's a huge game for us. You know, great rivalry with Adelaide. And, um, you know, hopefully we can get back on the plane um, with win number 14 um, with two to go. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a huge weekend for us. Nick, it's been a great fight back. And who knows, that sold-out game on February 5th, everything could be to play for. Uh, good luck in the next couple and uh, well done on selling that game out so quickly. Uh, we look forward to hopefully another United win on the weekend. Jules, thanks for all the support. Look forward to it and, uh, yeah, look forward to speaking to you soon. Nick Trulson, Melbourne United CEO. It's been a great fight back from United. All sorts of problems at the start of the year. Losing games, imports weren't working, but uh, they have turned it around and they're right back in the mix as we get down to the business end of the NBL. NBA, we're about halfway through the season. Okay, see, you're back in business. They're in the playoff hunt. Josh Giddy's playing as well as he ever has. So let's get over to the States after the beat after the break. Brandon Rabar is a beat writer for OKC. We'll chat to him about the Thunder and Josh Giddy's form after the break. Right here on the Captain's Run for State Transport, our people are your solution.